Good evening, this Good Friday, Passover, Ramadan, for all of you. Welcome. I'm Colette Barris, and this is The Urban Village, where the house party is alive and well, along with great community, old school. I want to take a moment. It's a full moon tonight. Did you see the full moon? Are you looking at it? Are you embracing it? Are you doing all the things that the moon does for us, to us? Right. Please pay attention. But tonight I wanted to start with really taking a moment and appreciating, really, really appreciating uh, the black family. And I want to take a moment, and I guess I just was kind of reminiscing on my own parents, and I'm blessed to still have my mother with me. And my father um, passed away, transitioned a little over two years ago, and every day I miss him because it's really important. It's really important for a black woman to have a black man, a father, a black father, um, in their lives. If not forever, because we can't have forever, but for a moment to teach you there are certain things that you pay attention to. And my dad, Patrick Lee Barris Sr., he was something. But one thing I know is that he is and remains the first man I ever knew, the first man I ever loved. You know, you realize I'm years old and that every time I saw my father, my father always made a point to come and kiss me. Like, oh, no, don't don't give me that. Come here to me, because you're mine. I made you. And I think that's the most empowering thing outside of his ability to tell me fear no one. And if something goes wrong, I'm there. I, you know, I always knew I had that. And I think right now I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable because I know I don't. But my dad's still with me. My daddy's still with me. But I wanted to kind of honor our fathers, black men who take the responsibility of family and children, even though they may not be with their uh, significant others, their wives and whomever, that they value their children, that they are there, that they're teaching, that The world is not to be feared. And I think that's the most important thing that my dad gave me. So I want to take a moment and honor all black men, past, present, and future. Stay committed to us, to the village, to your children, to your community, because we need you. But moving on, what's going on with you? You guys good? Everyone good? This is Friday night, it's late. I know, I know, I know, I know. But uh, had to be that way. Had to be that way. So this week is gonna be short, but next week I'm gonna get into my novel, Claretta Street. And it'll be Bam and I, and we're gonna have a good old conversation about some things in the story that you probably don't know um, will make sense to you. And if you get a chance, 
You can even go to the public library, the Los Angeles City Public Library. And I'm like so proud of the fact that Claretta Street is in Los Angeles City Public Library's circulation. That was like a huge deal for me. Thank you, Gavin Glenn, for that. Thank you, thank you, Gavin Glenn. I miss old Gavin Glenn. Maybe he'll pop up one day and we can carry on. Um, honoring black fathers, black men. I want to take a moment to honor the black woman, the backbone of all. Because when no one else could go forward, we always provided cover, sacrificing ourselves, as we still do, for a greater good of community, for family, even for just, just because it was the right thing to do. Um, I had this conversation. I was in a conversation, let me be clear, with um, some of my colleagues. And I made a point of saying that um, sometimes it's hard particularly for students who are not black to take directions from black teachers, black administrators, because there's this thing, female, female, we're talking about women. Um, why are we listening to them? You know, because they think we're so overbearing and over top, but that's not true. Did you know that in terms of who's the most educated in the United States, if I were to say, okay, choose the most educated women, Asian, Asian Pacific Islander, Latino, white, black, what would you say? Well, guess what? This is the most underrepresented group and in most studies and surveys, it's always missed. It's black women. It's black women. The most common answer is white women, second to Asian, because that's the portrayal, like they have to know it all. But in terms of who goes out and has the most degrees, we're talking bachelors, masters, PhDs, multiple, it is black women. And that's what makes the whole thing, the whole shebang about student loans so important. Because oftentimes when we're getting this education, we have to finance it. So, you know, forgiving student loan debt is good for all, but it's really going to be good for black women and for black men. But it's going to really be good for us because, you know, it's the ratio of who goes to college is about 70% black women to 30% men. So we really need to get a bounce on that. So President Biden, please, please, please forgive student loan debt. Please. Moratorium, at least 10 years. Give up something. Please. Let's go. Not that we shouldn't, but we're sending massive amounts of weaponry to the Ukraine. I think the least we can do out of it, since we're going to be paying our kids, kids are going to be paying for this, is to reduce student loan debt. And in doing so, it helps black families, particularly black women and their children. Right? So please, please, please give us a go. Please give it a go. Bet you didn't know that. See, there's always like this nexus of connection to things that we don't think about, but it's there. And when you start looking at it, you go, hmm, okay. 
That is true. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. That's going to be true. Hold on. Hold on to that. That, no, let's hold on to that. Let's wait a minute. So that's how I feel about it. Oh, and today, and today is the 75th year of the integration of national baseball by Mr. Jackie Robinson. He did it at the age of 28. Jackie Robinson was from Pasadena. And I read this really excellent expose on how, you know, Jackie Robinson spent the majority of his adult life back east. You know, he had a brother that stayed here that didn't get a lot of praise. That came in behind Jesse Owens during the uh, Olympics. Um, I want to say his name was Mo, but I'm not for sure. But Jackie Robinson spoke of how he just, you know, because Pasadena is a very old conservative town. Beautiful town, though. But, you know, like it had segregated swimming pools, um, segregated everything, and he just couldn't get ready for it. So to say that, you know, hometown pride, well, I'm, I, you know, they kind of don't say too much about Pasadena and Jackie Robinson because Pasadena, you know, kind of didn't do the right thing. But we appreciate in um, our hats and our hearts are off to you, Jackie Robinson. And he was picked, why? Because he was the one. He was a little older, he was married. His wife is still alive, she's 99 years old and I think she's going to be out tomorrow at one of the games, 99. But he, they felt like he could take the pressure of being the first, he could take the hostilities. And, and let's really tell the whole story about, you know, uh, the National and American League Baseball, it really wasn't the best. Babe Ruth, he was really, really good, but there were so many people in the Negro Baseball League that were a hundred times better than Babe Ruth that we don't know their names, but we should start celebrating them. Remember, the Negro League had the best players. Jackie Robinson wasn't necessarily the best player, but they felt he was best to have to endure and take the slings and arrows of what he was trying to do, which was integrate uh, baseball. But I find that interesting that the Negro Baseball League possessed some of the most amazing players. It's like Satchel Paige, he was still playing into his 40s. Satchel Paige is probably one of the greatest players ever. Pitcher, Satchel Paige. If you don't know Satchel Paige's story, maybe we'll do a whole show on Satchel Paige. There's so much to learn about, you know, the Negro Baseball League. Um, Barry Gordy did a, mo a movie in the 70s. I think it with Richard Pryor and Billy D. Williams called Bingo. Uh, Bingo and the Traveling All-Stars or something like that. If you get a moment, get it. It's a great takeoff on the National or the American Negro League. They had huge games. They had their own stadiums, and that was like a way of life, a big, big, big way of life. I think I'm going to do that. That's going to be my next big thing, is really talking about the Negro League. I think that's a story in itself. That's a story, Onyx, that I'd love to tell, the Negro League. And you know Onyx is Disney's new black streaming 
platform? Yes. I'm looking into it. And also, there are several, several, I mean, there's a, a battle going on for control of content. And it's not just any content, it's black content. And um, there's a lot of really interesting uh, projects and um, opportunities and uh, places for black content. And I'm just so happy that this is coming forth. A lot of black women in those positions um, making things happen. Let's see. Let's see what goes down. Um, we must talk about Brittany Griner. Uh, we're going into now the second month, and let's just put our prayers up. Let's stay in constant, constant prayer for Brittany Griner. Um, again, had you, WNBA, paid more, um, had scale or equity with the NBA, Brittany Griner and tens of others wouldn't have put themselves in harm's way. They wouldn't need to. You know, the shame runs deep. The shame runs deep. WNBA and NBA, enough. There has to be equity. If women, soccer has equity, it's time now for basketball. It is overdue time. Overdue. Overdue. You want to build the sport? Women's basketball? Pay them well. It'll take care of itself. Brittany Griner, say her name. We're praying for you. And with great sadness, we talk about the Ukraine this evening and the further destruction of the state country of Ukraine. And it makes no sense. It makes no sense. So Putin is said to be a Christian. I'd like to know how he has turned Christianity on its head to do the things he's doing. Perhaps he forgot about the New Testament. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, there's not much, you know, it's real clear in the, the New Testament. And it says, you know, don't covet someone's wife and love thy neighbor as thyself. Really? Vladimir Putin? Really? Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Maybe you realize it's you're beyond redemption. But save those people who have nothing to do with it. The mass graves. It's in Kiat. There were 900 uh, mass graves. 900 bodies found in mass graves. And it's just too much. We're going through too much. Um, this will have um, ongoing effects for the next probably two to three decades. Human migration, pollution. I'm worried about the nuclear aspects of Chernobyl and the other uh, three to four uh, reactors that still are in Ukraine. I'm worrying about a lot. I'm worrying about migration. I see um, a tilting you know, in populations, and I'm not so quite convinced that it's not purposeful. I don't want to talk about it too much, but 
to those people out there, we see you. We see you. We see what could be. What could be. Huh. Wow. But we're coming up on the end. This went by so super duper quick. Oh my goodness. It's like I just started. And I have so much to say. But next week, we're going to... I and Bev. Yay, Bev is back. We're going to talk about my novel, Claretta Street, which is doing really good. And the podcast, I thank you again. I thank you so much for supporting the podcast. It's doing good. But in the end, remember, the story is never told until the lion is the storyteller and the hunter is not. Take care. Happy Easter. Passover. Ramadan. Everyone in the world, love one another. Love yourself. It starts there. Bye-bye. This has been a Brown Bear, Reggie Valens, Patrick Bolton, Karen Bennett, and Don Carter production. Feeling a little sad and lonely? Wanting something to make you remember the past and the sense of community, read Claretta Street in bookstores everywhere. All the press, got one more thing I want to talk about. The finale of Blackish next week comes to an end. Eight years, didn't get the ten, but they got the eight. And regardless of my differences, I am so proud of my baby brother, Kenya Barris. I love this show. I wanted to bring it up. I want everyone to take a look at it. It changed TV. um, And I don't know. But um, again, we're celebrating uh, black men and we're celebrating black women. And when I think about my dad, I'm reminded of him every time I see the character Pops, who the character is based on our father, Patrick, his mannerisms, the things he does. That was daddy all the way. I love Ruby, the character played by Jennifer Lewis, because that's a combination of uh, our mother and our grandmother, Ernestine Barris and Dorothy Loveless, and they make it so interesting. So if you didn't know that, the show is loosely uh, based on um, the lives of the creator and those people in it. But anyway, get a chance, look at it. It's really important. But don't feel like, okay, it's gone, there's nothing else. Because Claretta Street is coming. Good night. Claretta Street.